woke up around 5.45 um, and the Lord started speaking to me about things. And one of the things he started speaking to me about in myself was accountability. You know, he started speaking to me about things that he wanted me to be accountable for, take responsibility for in, in certain things. And I'll talk to you more about that as, as he walks me through it, but I started taking ownership of um, some of my boo-boo. And um, then he started talking to me about the blessing or, or the freedom of movement from the realm of the spirit from him that comes from doing that. The, 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 the blessings that come from ownership of where you fail, where you, what you do wrong. And um, of course I understood that logically, but in the realm of, of the full spirit of things, I can, and we can a lot of time acknowledge wrong long after, but sometimes not at the moment because we see, Lord, how would I say this? The pressure, okay, thank you. That's a better way to put it. We are reactionary people. We respond to stimuli. We understand that, yes? So if somebody cuts me off somewhere, this didn't really happen or whatever, you know, that finger may go up before I have a chance to realize I'm a believer. You know what I'm saying? You know what finger I'm talking about, right? That, that finger may pop up there. No, not this one, but, but you know which one, the one real close to it. And, and, or something, a choice word may come out that wasn't under the, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You, you understand what I'm saying? And at the moment, I can identify with the fact that, well, it was a moment. And that person in that moment pushed me into a place that I didn't plan to go. And for a season, I can justify that action. That's not normally me. But they pushed me there. And because they did, I'm somehow vindicated in my own mind for the reaction that I would normally know that's not a godly reaction. Did I lose anybody? Okay, I, people bear witness here today that we can, we can go there and then for a season justify that because of A and B, C was produced. And so church folk, we become very good at psychoanalyzing our spirituality. Well, it was because that happened, that that happened. Well, it was because in my childhood, whenever I would hear that, it would make me feel that way. So what I did today is not really my fault. It's a product of my history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of y'all got plain faces right now. Like, where's this going? I think I'm going pretty good right here. I think I'm being pretty real right here. I think I think we should own some of this right now before I even go any further, because I begin to realize, God, if I was to be judged in the moment, 
there's no justification for me going against what I know you call me to be. And I can't use what somebody did as a reason or an excuse to explain it. Why are you saying, so you're saying that, you know, I'm going to be judged in that. All of us going to hell then. We, none of us have a chance. We do have a chance. We have a savior. His name is Christ Jesus, Yahshua, Mashiach. But the point is, I don't want us to get to a place or myself. Let me speak for myself. You all can do what you want. I don't want to be in a place that I'm temporarily justified. Not even for a moment. I want to be able to say immediately, yeah, that, that wasn't right, God. I want God to be able to poke me at the moment and I'd be able to repent instantly without making myself live with what I've been and who I am until God moves. And did I lose anybody? Are you with me? I want us in this season, we're talking about real freedom. I want us in this season to be able to sense God's prompting as soon as he moves and make the correction. Are we good? Because every delay can turn into a long time of delay. I went to God this morning, when he got me up this morning, and I went to him about healing, not just physical healing, but emotional things. And he said, okay, do you want to talk about why you're here? Well, yeah, because the devil's a liar and he attacks. Really? It's just, just like that, huh? So you didn't leave any door open for him to stay. Are you listening? So you're rebuking and you're quoting scripture and you're saying all the right stuff you're supposed to say and it's still not working and your justification is still going to be the devil's busy? Really? Are all the promises of God yea and amen? Well, then I have to conclude then maybe it's something that I have closed my heart and ears to when you're correcting me, God. Stay with me a minute. Don't tune out. Stay with me. Because this is not a beat up message, but if we're going to talk about real freedom, then all the blessings and promises of God, it comes with us being aligned with those blessings and promises. And we have to be in the place where God has called us to be when he's called us to be there to receive what it is he has for us. So I started to seek God about accountability, about where I contributed to or if not contributed to, that's that also, but what's still in me that makes me react to things a certain way and then want to believe I'm justified in that behavior because the stimuli is the fault of me acting out. Am I getting confusing there a little bit? I'm gonna take you through. My reaction should be his reaction regardless of what caused what and how it happened. The way I respond should be the way I am programmed to respond. 
by my time with him and in his presence. Are you with me now? So <clears throat> I had to come to the reality that there are reactionary things in me that are allowed to be in me my whole life. And then after I calm down, you listen to what I'm saying? Or after I get a hold of my senses, you listen to what I'm saying? Or after I get back in my Christian mode, you listen to what I'm saying? I can dismiss that behavior because that behavior wasn't really me. Have you ever said that? Or people have said that to you? But that's not really me. That's not who I really am. I'm not really like that. Well, you were very, really like that. You, you did that. No, but it just came out. It's not really who I am. Okay, well, somewhere inside of you is, is who you are. You may have learned to suppress it, but it's who you are. And so it came out in the moment of pressure. It came out. I used to hear um, pastor in the church. I used to go to pastor Sarah used to say, it's like toothpaste. If you squeeze a tube of toothpaste, you're not expecting barbecue sauce to come out. Toothpaste comes out when you squeeze it. When you're squeezed, what's in you comes out. Hmm. Okay. So. I begin to say, okay, well, Father, then walk me through what's in me. And he said, we don't need to walk through what's in you. We saw it come out of you. We need you to be able to quick, more quickly acknowledge when you see something come out of you that shouldn't come out of you, that it's in there. Instead of trying to say, that's just a moment in Jesus' name, that's not who I am. We, are, we have become Christian psychologists and, and psychiatrists. And we come up with all kinds of spiritual ramification and regulation that makes our sin no longer sin. I don't know if nobody wants to hear what I'm saying right now, but I found a way. I'm, it's me, just me, not y'all. I found a way to intellectually make my sin not sin because my heart didn't mean it. No, I, that's not what I was planning to do. That's not what I was thinking about. But yeah, but, but I did it and I said it. And so at that moment, I, I want us to be at that place where we could go, ooh, that wasn't right. And there's no justification for me acting that way. There's no reason for me to come out that way unless something inside of me has not yet been changed. Is, is this a little, is this helpful, right? So I said before God, okay, God, what do I need? And he gave me this and I'm giving it to you. He said to me, I need instant repentance, not explanation. I need you to own your dirt and repent instantly and not explain why you did it. I don't need you to break it down to me or to anybody else. I need you to stop and say, that was wrong. That was wrong. And I shouldn't be there. Even before you say it to anybody else, just inside your spirit. So I'm praying I'm, and I'm claiming in this time, in this season of our lives, that we are people that can identify our wrong before it's pointed out. So I was reminded of the story of David. Once again, he brought it up again. David and Bathsheba. David did what he did. And he slept with Uriah's wife and God said, you keep talking about he sent him out to die. But he said, no, he kept doing the cover up. It was before he sent him out to die. He had some more stuff he did. He had them sent for the man, bring him off the field and try to make him go home and sleep with his wife so he could lie to the man or make the man think it was his baby. 
But the man was an honorable man. So I can't be home laying up with my wife while the guys out in the field risking their lives. I can't do that. So because he didn't fall prey to that game, then he went to the next game. Because once we start creating the scenarios, then there's nothing else to do but to scenario, but to build on it. And what happens is the lie begets a lie, begets a lie, begets a lie, and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and you can't get around it. If not from God's grace, so many of us would be so screwed right now. So, so, so screwed right now. And so God began to show me that instant ownership is what I'm looking for. I'm looking for us to acknowledge, God, that's wrong before you change that in me. Are you with me? God, change that immediately. I see it. So just, 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 hmm, just by a, a, a show of hands, I don't like to put your people on the spot, but how many of you would admit that you're really good at coming up with legalization for the things you do that you know you shouldn't do you can come up with all kind of excuses and reasons and logic and yeah okay so so okay so <laughs> so we put up all our hands right so i'm trying to say this is not a beat you up shame message but it gets in the way of the flow of god in our lives because god needs us to watch this instantly repent and line back up with the promise if you get off the path we need to get back on the path immediately so that the blessings continue to flow. If you paid attention to your life, you've seen the flow of things and you've seen the things you do that makes them stop. And then you do it again. And then you start to come up. Well, you know, it's because of the such and such and such. And God's like, I don't want to hear any of that. I want to hear repentance. I don't want to hear I'm sorry. I want to hear repentance. What's repentance? God, I'm willing to change. Change me. Your apology is not repentance. It's a turning. I've heard people say 360. People say that so much, it's so crazy. 360, you're right back where you started. It's a full turn and you're headed right back in the direction you started. It's a 180 or, or, or 90 or anything that's away from the direction you were headed. But that's a God move then at that point. Because once we repent, once we acknowledge that that sin is there and in me and in us, and we submit it, God can begin to change the trajectory. As long as we can explain it and justify it, or logically, even if we're not justifying, well, I know it's wrong, but you know, and then you start to go into the history, you don't think that's justification, but it is. Because you're saying as long as these outside existence, these stimuli exist, then I am prone to do that, and there's nothing that can be done about it. And God is saying, not so. You can admit you can't do it in yourself and you can admit that you can't do it in your own strength. And that's where Philippians 2.13 comes in, not in my own strength, but as you work in me both to will and to do your good pleasure. And then you give God the opportunity to change the thing in you that you cannot. I didn't plan to stay on this this long, but let me just make sure I lay this down because it's very foundational. You cannot redeem yourself from sin. It's not possible. You already know that most of you that are believers know it's not good behavior that saves you. It's the price he paid on the cross that got you born again and saved in the, in the rights to the kingdom and the rights to say, Abba, Father. Are we, are we right on that? Are we all in agreement on that? Okay. What makes you think that the part of changing your sin nature to a holy nature is your job? 
That is a submission process, not an explanation process, not an apology process, not a crying and boo-hoo process. None of that brings redemption. Redemption comes from submission and submission brings correction. But it comes from me saying, God, in my own strength, I am incapable, but in you, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So Christ strengthened me. I hope I'm helping somebody. I'm not even wanting to believe that anybody here intentionally goes against God. But I want to, you to acknowledge that even if you involuntarily go against God and you're not dealing with it by submitting it to God for change, then you're guilty of the consequence. Do me a favor, go with me to Psalms 121. And we're going to walk through a couple of things real quick. And before I read this, I need you to understand something. From Old Testament to New, I don't want us thinking that what I'm saying to you is a New Testament thing now that you have Jesus. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he's always delivered by the power of his hand, not by the power of you or by the power of man. That's never been any different. That's why he offered the sacrifices and all this kind of things that people could do through the animals and all that so that men could be covered or saved. That's why he said, put the blood when they had to, when the firstborns were dying, put the blood over your doorposts that you may be delivered. God, are you listening to me? Say deliverance always comes from God. Say it again. Deliverance always comes from God. I'm trying to get us to acknowledge so that we can be delivered by the hand of God and stop trying to deliver ourselves. It never works. It doesn't work. It only comes from God, but it only comes when a heart is surrendered to be saved. Salvation comes when you desire to be saved. Okay? It's a thing I say all the time. It's not biblical, but it's still something that I stand by. Help not ask for his interference. God don't step in to help if you don't or have not decided that you need to be helped in the situation or in the area. He does not. Everybody on this call knows that. God doesn't move beyond where you give him permission to move in your life. He'll keep setting things up and he keep trying to move the pieces around so that you wind up in the right track. But if you consistently say, no, I'm not going there, he's not going to drag you there. Do, you, do we agree with this? We have a free will. So watch this. Psalms 121, start the first verse, says, I will lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? It's a question. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And I want to stop right there. I can do a whole sermon on that whole two verses. So let's talk about that a minute. I will lift my eyes to where? To the mountain or to the hills. Where does my help come from? He asked the questions. 
My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Now, there's songs about this and all kinds of stuff, but let's deal with this. This is where God began to really kind of help me shape this message today. You're showing me that there's shortcomings in my life. Duh, I already know. But you're saying, I'm not here to point out your shortcomings. I'm here to point out your reaction to your shortcomings when you're even aware of them, even before I point them out. And your reaction to them is to not seek help, but to pack them away in ice and give them a definition and put them in the freezer. You're, you're not saying to me, ooh, that is not good. And therefore not seeking help and therefore are not being helped. But you keep putting off and postponing the inevitable. Let, let, me, let me give it to you like this and I'm, I'm gonna break down what I mean with this verse. So when God, when something comes out of me or, or I act in a way or I do something that I know goes against who I am or who I'm called to be or what I believe I am in him, are you listening to me? I immediately begin to try to explain it away. And what happens is I don't give God the chance to fix it because I've reasoned it. I've made some kind of sense out of it. Well, at least I'm not killing somebody. At least I'm not raping nobody. At least I mean, yeah, I do that, but that's not that bad. I want us to understand if we were to be judged by an action and we died right after we did that, that judgment would still be right present before us. So I want us to not treat this like this. So here's what he's saying. I'm looking toward the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. He's the helper. Then he said, maker of heaven and earth. And that's where it took a spin. He took your struggle or your issue or your trouble. And he just, no matter how big you think it is or small, he just made it useless or non-existent by comparing the helper that helps you to the one who made heaven and earth. He just said, in the scale of things, the thing you need help from that you think is a struggle can be helped by the one who made the actual heavens and the earth. Now, on a scale of things, if you bring me your car to fix, I'm, eh, I may know how to do a few things, but that's not what I do good. But if you take it to the one who made it, you have total confidence that they know how to fix it. Now, if you take it to somebody who was, and you find he was the maker of every car that ever existed, you would be even more comfortable because you would trust that not only does this person, the maker of this car, he knows all about every vehicle that ever existed. We are all, every vehicle made by him. We're not taking it to a mechanic. We're taking it to the creator. The, 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 the creator of heaven and earth, are you with me today? I, I just might not be the deepest message, but my God is very important. And in the scale of whatever you think your issue is, it pales in comparison to the fact that he made heaven and earth. 
So when he makes this point, my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let my foot slip. He who watches over me will not slumber. Now, we did this verse maybe about a month ago, but God brought it back to me again. He says, listen, I make you. I made you and I make you. I want you to hear this. I made you and I make you. You've been born again. You're renewed day by day in, in your walk in the spirit. Watch this. Go to the very last verse. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going both now and forever. So here's why I'm bringing this message home. This might be one of the shortest messages I ever did. God said to me, I need you to repent quicker. I need you to turn faster. And I need you not to explain to me why you do what you do. I need you not to justify I need you not to quantify. I need you not to start giving the history of where it came from and what used to happen to you and why. He said, I need you to immediately say to me, I repent. And so I had to go back a couple of years and I had to send some um, text messages to some people that I know that they pushed me to a place to respond a certain way. And I did. And I felt justified in that reaction. And I felt until you apologize to me, I don't need to apologize to you. And God had to say to me, but you're responsible for what you did. And you're responsible for how you reacted to what they did. You're not responsible for what they did, but I don't expect you to react like them. So I need you to go fix it. I don't know if I fixed anything. They might say whatever N word and keep staying their ground. But I'm not concerned about what they might feel. I'm concerned about what my father feels when he looks at me. And when I deal with him, I want him to be able to look at me and say, well done, my good and faithful servant. And it, well done in my good and faithful servant is not the physical works you do, but it's the state of your heart. When he looks at your heart, he judges the thoughts and intents of the heart. So he told me, make some things good right here. And my first reaction of my flesh was to rebel because I felt it wasn't fair, but I caught it immediately. You understand? Because that's what catching it immediately is about. I caught it immediately. I said, ooh I, don't, ooh, I don't like that. And I don't like the fact that I felt like that. I felt rebellion rise up in me. And I don't like the fact, and I'm not going to say, well, you know, God, yeah, I'm going to do it anyway. But you know how I feel. That's not repentance then. I said, ooh, I don't like the fact that I rebelled or that I didn't want to hear. Is this word reaching anybody today? Is it helping somebody? Is it? Fingers, thumb up, some kind of something. We allow so much to keep us from the true blessing of God. So much. But the creator of heaven and earth is willing to help you. He's willing to help you. 
So before I continue trying to create, correct my behavior, which is what a lot of us work on as Christians and believers, I want God to create, create, blah, 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 blah. I want God to correct my insides where my behavior comes from. I don't want to do it or react to it and then have God fix the mess after it got out of me. That's the point I'm trying to make today. Are you with me? God fix what's in me. And if you fix what's in me, then it won't come out of me. Are you with me? God fix what's in me so that what comes out of me, I don't have to keep repenting for. So the maker of heaven and earth is offering to help me. Well, then I'm going to let him help by healing the inside of me. Are you listening? That has not been submitted to correction. That has not been committed to repentance. I don't want to keep repenting after Nathan the prophet comes and points it out to me. I don't want it to escalate. I want to fix it. And I can't fix it without the helper, the maker of heaven and earth, who's come to help me and to fix me. So if you bear witness with that, I want to lead us in a prayer because I didn't like the fact that I had become a spiritual lawyer and was taking God through all the, the, the rules and the notes in which I am not so bad because at least I don't do that. And, you know, I didn't do this and you know, they really did it first. I mean, and I apologize if you want me to, but I don't want to be this person. I want my spirit to be a, in alignment with him so that what comes out of me flows by his spirit. You'll bear witness with me today. So let's just take a moment and pray. Father, we come before you and, and we understand that you saved us as imperfect vessels. We understand that you know our frame. The scripture said you became like us so that you can identify with our feelings and emotions. You are touched by our infirmities and weaknesses, yet without sin. So if you are touched by it and you felt it and you know it and you still knew what it was like, then you know how to deliver me. You know how to heal me. You know how to bring me out. So I'm asking you, Lord, to correct our behavior from the inside, to change us from the core of what we've been made to be and what we've become and the things that have rested in us that we've never discarded or evicted. We don't wanna make excuses anymore. We wanna trust you. We wanna know you and we wanna walk in you in that way of perfect peace, which, right? Just right all that peace that surpasses understanding and we want to walk, Father God, in a way that we're repentant on the inside before it gets outside. We're repentant when the thought comes up in us and we can say, get thee behind me, before we have to act out and then repent. We understand the process, but we're committed to that process right now. 
and we're saying, have your way, Father. I am committing to you today to be corrected and rebuked before I act or speak or say or respond or do anything that goes against what you've called me to. And I pray that for each and every one of us. We are better than being reactionary people. We are led people, children of God, who hear your voice, the voice of a stranger we don't follow, the voice of the flesh we don't follow, the voice of the devil we don't follow. We are better than what we've been. Real freedom from within manifesting on the outside. And we thank you for it now. In the name of our Savior, Jesus, we give you praise, honor, and glory. Amen and amen. Thank you for your ears. Thank you for your heart. Thank you for your time. Keep me in prayer. I'll keep you in prayer as we walk out this very, very significant part of our journey. It's not hard, it's not complicated. It's just, you know the truth and the truth will make you free. I am praying to be delivered from the inside out, no longer from the outside in. And that's my prayer for you. How many of you bear witness and, and agree with that? Amen. We are a mighty army of God. We are mighty people and we are better and we will continue to be better in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.